Now betting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Get some gear. Get a get a, some Duke's gear. I like those new yellow ringers, Steve Palmasano, oh, Elmer operator of the Duke's team store. Thank you. It's really sharp. Appreciate that. It's new merch. Welcome to the Duke store. Albuquerque baseball players are doing a heck of a job in the Major League Baseball playoffs. Crushing know. it. Yeah, they are. If you Literally. Are, are in the count of three, everyone pick. It's either Garver or Mitch Garver or Alex Bregman on three. Ready? One. Bregman. I got it. I didn't get the three. I just... <laughs> Sam's boy. Miss Garver's. Bregber. Just cracking dingers. Car- Salamis. Salami. Grand yeah. Salamis. Of the grand variety. Baseball was so very good yesterday. So incredibly good yesterday. You want to start with Major League Baseball? You want to start with the NFL? You want to start with, I went to the UNM press conference today. We could talk about that a little bit. I had a big meeting today with the State Athletic Commission. We could talk about that. I mean, there's kind of a lot of things we could go on about. I mean, my beloved Houston baseball Astros are up 5 nothing right now over the loser Minnesota Twins. So you call them losers even though they had beaten you. Just one game. But put it on you. It's Well, they did okay. Passable. Passable effort, I suppose. I mean, kind of put yeah. it on you. No, not really. I mean, this series is even. And now the best team in the history of all sports is up 5 nothing. Who's pitching for the Twins? Uh, Sonny Gray. Oh, he's a guy who gets hit. He, he was, he's been an all-star, which doesn't make a ton of sense to me. He's not that good. He, uh, he only gave up eight home runs all year this year and gave up one in the first to Jose Abreu, who is like, I don't know, 75 years old maybe? A guy who professionally hits home runs? <laughs> yeah. I was super good at it. Not a good game of professionals last night was the Las Vegas Raiders and the Green Bay Packers. These are two teams that just tried their hardest to not win a game. So I'm going to focus on my Astros' success right now. Yep. I'm not thinking about the Packers whatsoever sure. because that was a – Why would you? Somebody might use the word pathetic. It was a pathetic performance. It was very bad. Jordan Love is about as mid as a human being can be. As far as talent on the field? Yes. Yeah, it, was, it, it was sad. I think there's some truth bad to that. and sad. <laughs> Thank goodness I was at Howie's sports page with all the fellowship and camaraderie in the universe yeah. and alcohol. And a fun, like, sh- shout-out fun thing to all the fun tourists who were in town yesterday. Yeah, there, met some like, new friends. There were so many balloon fiesta tourists at Howie's last night. Awesome. It was, like, awesome. Steve Palmasano joining us on the program. I, I'm sorry I missed it. Were you too busy basking in your Thursday night? Well, well, I'm, I was been waiting to talk about that. That's just, <laughs> yeah. Five he definitely doesn't want to talk about Sunday. What what Yee. happened Sunday? A- too Amory. soon. Too soon, Amory. I can't talk about anything. Yeah, I, I have you no room to talk about anything ever. The Vikings are in tank mode. Oh, they don't care. No, they don't care. They don't care about winning. They don't game. care, and the Twins are going to mess it up. 
Tell Minnesota. Oh, I could have told you that's that. That's a right? Minnesota yeah. postseason thing. Yeah. Just, I could have told you that as well. That's nice. They got to they got to go to the playoffs. Oh, it's always a nice they thing. They got to have a Lose, nice yep. got a nice have two nice home games for their fans and then lose to the Astros. Before the weather gets bad. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then yeah. they're miserable and they can't I go like outside. Positivity. And, it would now would be the perfect time though cuz Justin Jefferson can just sit at home and watch them for a couple weeks. Totally. Perfect timing. Amory, what we're saying is Justin Jefferson won't be playing football. You don't think I had – you would think someone have died. <laughs> Let me tell you something. So I will – I get – I my phone starts going off about 6 a.m. That's about the time I get up. And sure. um, good mo- Hey, good morning. Good morning. And uh, I looked at my phone, and I thought literally a family member died. I had 50 text messages <laughs> and a missed call. I was like, okay, guys. And people act like I'm not used to this. They'll be like, have one good year, have a bad couple years. And just settle for being like a 500 team and, I don't know, I guess tank. I don't know what to do at this point. I've just given up. Well, they, sh- they should tank. Yeah. Well, people, that's what's people. stupid, though, is they won't. That's what's so annoying about the Vikings. I mean, they have to, but I'm telling you, they'll do something stupid. They'll win some games for no reason. But against who? People text you about a injured football player, and I got about 1,000 texts today about the Israeli-Palestine conflict. Oh, okay. Well, I Justin mean, that's... Jefferson talk is a little more fun. <laughs> a little well, more fun. yes, let yes, no, but I'm just saying though. I wake up and you know your phone's like you're like what has happened? I don't so, know if I understand the connection me, to Van though. You're not. Let me tell you exactly a, what needs to happen, Amory Castillo. Descent. You know why are you getting all these texts? I mean, fiscally, but what needs to happen here, <laughs> Amory, is you <laughs> trade Kirk Cousins to the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, oh why? So God. they can have the same you just kind punt. of quarterback. It's a good plan. Hang yeah. on. Hey. You trade him straight up for yeah. Cooper Rush. Good. Oh That's a good God. trade. And then oh. the Vikings go undefeated for the with rest Cooper of the year Rush. with Cooper Rush. And they win the Super Bowl. And you pull the wool over the Cowboys' eyes, and they just have either two Dak Prescotts or two Kirk Cousins, depending on who's keeping score. <clears throat> My favorite part, too, is our backup quarterback, our backup for Kirk Cousins right now, the Minnesota Vikings. He's hurt, too. So if Kirk Cousins goes out this week or something happens, I literally don't know who's going to play quarterback. If you were to ask me who the backup quarterback is for the Minnesota Vikings, I would not be able to answer that. It's Nick Mullins. Oh, oh yeah. Nope, is definitely it, would is not it Christian Ponder? <laughs> no. He's he's unemployed. His wife works, though. Ouch. Such Colt McCoy. I don't think he played there, did he? Christian Ponder is the <laughs> no. weirdest NFL athlete I've ever met. Yes. Oh, you're saying, like, when you, you, you've interviewed him? Yeah, he's yeah. so weird. He seems weird. It was a weird energy. He, it was a weird energy. He was he was like, what was he? He was trying to chuck, huck, promote. I, what? Was, so he was like, <laughs> hey, I have this business venture where it's only professional athletes are allowed. And he was like, it's like a social club. What? Yeah, and he was like, and we're gonna set up. This is real. He was like, we're those gonna were set rough up years. For, no, this was this was months ago. It was at the Super Bowl. We oh. didn't have it on air because it was so bad. Oh. Okay. And and he was like, um. He was like, so the Aww. vision is we're going to set up these clubs around the country in every city where professional athletes can go and, like, network or yeah. let whatever. And he was like, and you can't – if you're adjacent, you can't get in because you don't know what it's like to be a professional athlete. What? Yeah, I'm dead serious. This and is true. And yeah. he's t- were you there for that? You yeah, were, I was. Yeah. And we were – and we're, like, sitting through this interview, and I'm like – I'm like, but, like, I, you know, I worked in sports talk for 20 years. Where I'm like, I get it. You know, like, I can – Tell some stories. He's like, you'll never get it. 
And I'm like, what? Okay, like, this is. Like, oh, really now? You're going to tell me I can't hang out at the press club? Like, yeah. that's hey, so weird. Christian Ponder, there are already clubs in major cities where ex athletes go to retire and they meet up and hang out. It's called golf. They're called strip clubs. Oh, my bad. <laughs> yes. We're going different direction. With Ask that. the president, James Harden, about them. Mm. He will tell you all about. His name is President? Yes, he's the president of strip clubs. He's just Christian Ponder just needs to enjoy being like a stay home dad. Who was he hanging out with? He had like coerced someone else into being a part of his athlete Ponzi scheme. I think he got his Ponzi, Ponzi scheme. scheme. <laughs> That's good for his last name. His Ponder, Ponder scheme. scheme. Good job, Pon- man. Thanks, you. Yeah, a little late you're, to the party. You're the funniest school. one on the show, man. He yeah, is. We all we all know that. I can't recall who. It doesn't matter who it was. But he, so he comes up to the show, and I'm like, so as we're interviewing him, I'm like, what is, what is like, the hook here, though? Are you, like, how can I or the friends of the show? He's like, well, yeah. since none of you guys are professional athletes. You don't so, get it. It's like, who like, are you talking to? Can, can you, you support it? Can, yeah, like, like, what yeah. is it? Why are you here? Why would you be promoting it, then, or talking about it? God, he was so weird. Yeah. yeah, our listeners are construction workers and mailmen. And you're saying they can't get into your club? Why are you advertising your club on our airwaves? This makes no sense, Christian Ponder. Christian Ponder, Ponder and, this. and Jason LaRose are building The Post, the ultimate networking hub and database for former college or pro athletes turned business people. Professional athletes don't need to be defined solely by their on-field accolades. Here you go. Do they, they, have, to have, do they have to wear Nike Cortez? Is that a thing that he wore? That is a cult thing. Yeah, that's a cult thing. I'm talking about. Oh, you're talking about Heaven's Gate? Yeah, I'm talking about Heaven's Gate cult. This sounds like a cult. It's an ex-NFL financial cult. What is this? It is very weird. Did you see where all these golf clubs are getting the new Travis Scott golf shoes and they won't just let anyone buy them? You have to be able to prove that you can hit a golf ball like over 200 yards and like be an actual golfer. <laughs> have you seen any of this? That stuff? is what? hilarious. Wait. They do. Do golfers know that Travis Scott is a rapper? So it's like, Travis Scott, not Adam Scott. So Travis Scott's the guy with the backwards swoosh on the shoe, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So he, I guess, has a new golf collab with Nike or whatever. Yeah. So all these, you can get them, right? If you're like a high-end golf course. Okay. And and all these like people who are for the culture. Yeah, like, sneakerheads. Yeah. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. So all these culture heads are like, hey. We're trying to get those, and they're like, all these golf clubs have come together in unison, and they're like, you can definitely buy these. We'll give you two shots to hit a ball 200 yards. <laughs> and like, and if, if you, you can do it, like, you're cool. You can buy the Travis Scott whatevers for whatever they cost. But if you can't do it, then, like, these are not the Travis Scotts for you. Like, you should go and win some and then just resell them to all of your, like, culture head friends. All right, friends of the show who run golf courses, who have Travis Scott golf shoes, hit up your boy. All right, so I'll this, cut the profits with you. And maybe Christian Ponder totally won me over because we're talking about this thing now. But so in his Ponzi scheme, here's how it works. Oh, I'm scheme. very excited about this. So the Post is targeting the 5 million former NCAA athletes, especially those with elite or promising business groups. Here we go. $2,500 annual fee gives the user full access to other members other career-focused content events, blah, 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 blah. Small group of teams with similar aspirations. For another $2,500, you get access to members-only clubs. This is what I was talking about. Great jackets. Set up in the New York's Flatiron District. Is that a, That's where that weird building is. 
the more brick and mortars are coming uh, across the country. That's what I was talking about. Um, I mean, this is what the, this is a money launder. Like, like, what else would this be? <laughs> it's a financial cult. You have to join. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Hey, Christian. You can just text your friend. <laughs> you know how many ex NFL athletes have ex NFL athletes yes, in their phone. Correct. The answer is all of them. To get you into, can just start a group chat. To get into this ponder scheme, you have to show up with your uh, $499 Tinder app on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're, they're like, we're, we're here, and we're in, the, we're in the club, we're in the thing. Now 6 nothing Houston in the top of the sixth. Let's step away so we can get on time for our friend of the show, Eddie Nunez. He's the athletic director over at the University of New Mexico. Uh, and they last night digitally and today during press conference released a, a new strategic plan. Steve, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We're awesome. going to ask Eddie about uh, exactly what that means for student-athletes, how it's going to impact uh, what you see on campus, and then obviously the future of all athletic programs as we know them. It's two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. Live from the Albuquerque Dew Store. Come hang out with us. You get 10% off a purchase, and Van's actually going to cover that 10%. That way it's not Ugh. really 10%, but it's 10% off for you, the friend of the show, the sports animal. Back on the program live from the Albuquerque Duke store. Come down and see the boys 10% off a purchase where we are here or 6 o'clock, whichever one comes first. I mean, I guess they can come in past 6. We'll be yeah, here. Yeah, we'll be here. Yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah. Just come out throughout the whole show. Yeah. Come absolutely. buy something. You'll save 10%. Exactly. Off your total purchase, not one item. Right. Okay. I like that a lot. And it doesn't multiply per item. No. Got it. <laughs> Joining us on the program, friend of the show, Hotline, Sports Animal Hotline. Athletic director for your University of New Mexico Lobos, Eddie Nunez. Let's go. What up? <laughs> What's up, guys? How we doing? Enjoying it, my friend. We're having you on the program because we were at an attendance today at the press conference when you talked about unmatched excellence, the Lobos standard, and it's the strategic plan, Eddie, that you put together with a group of other invested individuals. Uh, give us the cliff notes, and then and then we'll dive into this bad boy. Absolutely. No, and I appreciate you guys having me on. You know, for for us, when I and I, one of the things I said earlier today was, you know, when we embarked on this, this process, I wanted to get this done, you know, six years ago when I arrived. But the fact was we were we were challenged with many things at the time, other things we had to put our, our focus on. And, and more than anything else, we had to build the trust for us with our, our fan base, with all our Lobo supporters out there. And so over the last eight months, we've really dove into this. Um, had uh, Ryan Berriman and Casey McDonald both on my staff that were the co-chairs, and they worked with our steering committee and so many others um, to help develop this plan. And, and it goes off the the, I, the the vision that we've been trying to embrace for the last six years. But now what we've done is we've made that who we are, what we're about. We wanted everybody to see it, understand it. But we're also making this plan something that's flexible. Because college athletics is changing so rapidly. So for me, I needed something that gives us guiding principles, a vision, a mission, but also gives us the understanding that hey, we might need to pivot a little bit because the conference is changing or maybe it's not or maybe things are, are developing in a different way. So I'm excited for this. Um, unmatched excellence, is, is it, it ties into the way I ask our staff to be every day is to have that standard of excellence in everything we do to be the best we can be. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I'll pause there and see what, what 
how, how more you want to dive into this. Well, yeah, let's let's talk about the process because this is more than just results on the field. This is a multi-tier effort across all of athletics. Can you uh, unpackage that a little bit, Eddie? Yeah, so again, the process was really to take all stakeholders. Um, we had, you know, over 20, 2,200 uh, individuals that participated in the survey. We had in, uh, business leaders. We had community leaders. We had state leaders. We had uh, university individuals, faculty we had students, student-athletes, so we wanted to make sure that every stakeholder that has an ability to not just work with us, but understands what our purpose here was involved. And so we looked at every, every facet. For me, you know, when we came up, when we developed our, our values, we wanted things that not just represented us, but represented us for our state, represented us nationally. So when you look at integrity, accountability, excellence, leadership, respect, resilience, you know, those six foundational tenets for me are important because those, those six basically core values of who we are are going to lead us to make the decisions we need to make the, in, when it comes to business, leadership, uh, wins, losses, how we address our community, how, how impactful we can be. So, um, it, again, it, it's, it goes into every facet of what we do and how we're viewed and um, the way we represent this, this unbelievable university. You're, you mentioned a couple of different numbers here. Six years ago when you started, eight months ago when this project started. <laughs> but the landscape of NCAA athletics is, feels to me like it's changing day to day. And if you read some of the dirt sheets on the Internet, it's saying it's going to change again tomorrow. You know, how do you keep this thing organic, Eddie, to where it's always helping the student athlete and we're not redoing it in six years? And, and again, having been through many of these processes at other institutions, when, I, when we arrived, when I arrived here six years ago, they had a strategic plan, which was really good. But one of the things was it was stagnant. And part of it was because the landscape had already changed so much from the time they, they developed that. And part of us taking a step back was to, to gain the trust, build upon where we were. I mean, if you look at where we are today, we're building off the successes that we've had over the last six years. When you talk about conference and national championships, you talk about academic success, you talk about revenue, fundraising, all those different areas, we've had success and we've done it with, for the most part, a lot of the vision and the mission that we, that we put into, into this plan. But in doing so, we also understand that this is changing. And now more than ever, I mean, when you talk NIL, we, when you're talking um, transfers, when you're talking conference realignment, we needed to make sure that this can, can, it can be flexible. There's things that we can look here in a year from now and say, you know what, it, our core values, our mission, our vision is still the same. But when you start looking at the, the priorities and how we do things, that's the kind of things that, that maybe we, we, we pivot a little bit. It doesn't mean we change the whole plan but we're capable of making adjustments and, and changing the way we move forward. I, one of the things you're not going to read in here is it's not going to say that we're going to be the leaders of the Mountain West Conference. It says we're going to be leaders in our conference, in our, in our region, in our state, nationally. Those are the reasons we wanted to be a little bit more open with the way we approach things because I don't know where this is going to be in, in three years from today or tomorrow or next month, but I do know that these plans are supposed to be they're supposed to. You're supposed to have an ability to change, to tweak them, but it. But the values 
need to remain the core to the core of who you are, how we do, what were the decisions we make. And so um, that's kind of the way we approached it. Joining us on the program, Eddie Nunez, athletic director of the University of New Mexico. Give me a couple measuring sticks, Eddie. Like, help me understand when you feel like you'll know that you're finding success. Is it graduation rates? Is it retention rates on the transfer portal? Like, what are those things that are saying this strategic plan is working? You know, I, I, I think it's already working because yeah. one of the things that, that we started off with is, you know, it's, a, it's about a standard of excellence in what we do every day. And I, that is something that I've led with since the day I arrived here. It is something that I, I ask our staff to, to approach every day with that standard. And what that standard means is we're going to do things with, to the best of our ability. And we've been doing it. And as you can see from the fundraising, from the championships, sure, winning, winning more conference championships, does it solidify this plan? It helps. But the, the fact of the matter is, if we're, if we're following what this plan says and it's, it's doing things with the right values, integrity, accountability, excellence, leadership, I mean, the, the resilience being. So, again, I, I said this earlier, resilience is in this plan because it's, it's a testament to this state, to this community of, you know, whenever we're faced with a challenge, one of the things I realized when you talk about the fires that occurred a year ago, the resilience and the, how people persevered. And so you, you start thinking about who we are as a university, as a community, as a state, and we represent all that. So success isn't just based off wins and losses for us. It's based on how we represent ourselves, how we, we show up every day, how we bring it. So it, it has different levels of accountability of, you know, how, how we measure competitive excellence. How do we measure student-athlete development? How do we measure the – the campus integration with involved, you know, trying to make sure that we involve ourselves, you know, the, the diversity, the equity, everything, the inclusion part. So all those different factors are going to be measured differently. Financial stability is a great one. You know, I, I got to balance a budget, but I also got to try to make it grow. And how do we do those two and still be and still have competitive excellence? So uh, I, it's there is wins and losses. Yes, there is seeing individuals graduate. Yes, but I also look at are we doing what we are here to do, which is represent this university, represent this state, involve ourselves in the community, be engaging, you know, represent ourselves, respect those that are in the community, respect who we are and what we're about. So, again, I'm not trying to be too philosophical, but I'm tr that's, I, I wanted you to have an understanding of why it's so passionate for us to, to roll this out and be a, a true representative of, of what Lobo Athletics means. Eddie, you've mentioned representation multiple times throughout our talk so far today. You know, football and baseball, they push the meter on the program. That's what we talk most about. But there's tons of other successful programs. What does the unmatched excellence mean to all these other young student athletes? Um, I, I think it goes back to when we talk to uh, our student athletes and we talk to our coaches, uh, the message was – that we do everything beyond just a standard of excellence. It's, it's unmatched. We, everything we do is not just to be what somebody else is in our league or what somebody else is on uh, who we compete against. It's we are competing basically against ourselves. We are doing things to, to show that if we are who we can be and, and our standard doesn't change, it's, it's who we are from the core value 
from our student athletes and the way they represent themselves, the way they compete, the way they come out every day, it's unmatched. Nobody can match it. We can do it, and we can do it at a high level. And our student athletes believe that. And so it's not just making a statement. It's living it every day. Um, and that's, that's, that's important for us. It, I said it years ago, and I say it every day. I want our student athletes to understand the, the responsibility they hold, but also the accountability that comes with it. And, and having that unmatched excellence, that standard of excellence, is, is important. And it's what, it's what guides us. So, Eddie, with the new implementation of the Unmatched Excellent, the Lobo Standard Strategic Plan, what is Lobo Fan going to notice first? What is Lobo Fan going to notice when they're in attendance at a facility or when they're absorbing their Lobo media in the many different ways that they do it? You know, I think, again, that's a great question. And uh, that's, that's the thought process for, with many is what, what, what am I going to see different? And yeah. it's not so much as much what you're going to see different but how you're going to understand how we make our decisions and how we go about it and what's the driving factor behind us. So when we go about putting an event together, you know, we're not going to be perfect. There's nothing in here that's saying that we're perfect because, but we're going to strive every day to be the best we can be. And that's, that's in if putting together an event, coming into the pit, coming into a tennis match, a golf tournament. It's us managing our financial, you know, our, our finances, our fundraising. So, what our fans will see is that we're going to do everything to the best of our ability. We're going to, we're going to strive every day to be the best. And, and what it, what it comes with is hopefully they're proud and understand that we're doing it with the respect, with integrity, with accountability, because that's who we are. And that's who we hope they feel proud about. That's representing this wonderful state. Eddie Nunez. Thank you so much, brother, for taking the time with us. Uh, you're on with the opening drive tomorrow. Is that right? I am, I am, and maybe next time, again, this is very passionate for me to speak about this, but maybe next time we'll have a little more fun talking about some some more jovial things. (laughs) Well, you know, we we did put a certain levity on it because I don't know if this is going to (laughs) translate to the listener, but, you know, I was in an athletic department for a lot of years, and and I understand you have to have everyone on the same page, and this is so very important. And I'm going to assume you're going to have a master plan soon for facilities, and I'm going to assume you're moving in that direction as well. But as long as everyone knows the mission statement, that's when progress is made. And I think that's why maybe we removed the punchlines a little bit. No, you're good, man. I, honestly, I didn't want a document just to sit on the shelf. This is yeah. about who we are every day and what we live and breathe. So it, more than anything, it's, it's a reminder to everybody that's here. This is who we are. This is what we're about. And that's how we're going to conduct business. But I, I definitely just don't want to build plans just to say I built it. I, we, we did it together with a community and with everybody in this department to make sure that everybody was vested in this decision. Eddie Nunez, thank you so much. Appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a great afternoon. Thanks, Eddie. It's a good dude. I'm in on it. I'm in on the idea. Like, and, and if, if you read through this thing, which, I, I mean, it's available on the UNM Athletics, golobos.com. You read through this bad boy, and it says, our teams are going to do well. After that, it says, our athletes are going to do well. After it says our growth is going to do well. And I'm okay, I'm into those three things. I mean, I like that from a fan perspective of sports. Sure. I specifically like the idea of student athletes doing what's best for them if that's here at the University of New Mexico, if that's the transfer portal or whatever. There are so many stresses to that portal, though, that I don't think kids like. Kids is a bad verbiage. That young adults think about, like, you, you have to start over academically. You know, you, you have to have 120 credit hours. That's how it works. 
you can get 60 of them from a junior college if you're going to go that route. Cool. But then you still have to get 60 more from an accredited college. All one college. You can't go to State and El Paso and UNM and uh, whoever else is near us four different semesters in a row. It doesn't work like that. Like you, you end up really wasting your time. And I, I think a, an important part of unmatched excellence that maybe our friend of the show, maybe Lobo fan doesn't realize is these young student athletes are more than just athletes. They're going to be members of our community. They're going to work for you and work with you and yeah. alongside you. They're going to be your neighbors. We're not just training athletes. We're training members of the Albuquerque, New Mexico community. Hundreds? Hundreds of student athletes? Yes, Christian Ponder is 45,000 a minute. Or <laughs> but, I mean, the truth of it is, you know, these student athletes – they need to be set up to succeed, and they need to understand the obstacles that are there. And let's say you go to Big Five conference team, right, and you're, you're not getting the playing time you want in the, any sport. Pick a sport. I don't care. And then you can go to, you know, one of the other five conference teams or whatever, and you can maybe play a little bit more. Well, academically, you set yourself back a lot of years. Sure. Like, and is that – does that maybe raise the competition level of one of those other five conferences? Maybe. You know, maybe it does. I, I can't say for a fact that it does. Do, do those schools then happen to pull from, like, a JUCO level and do some other things? Uh, me and Josh Sushan are doing that JUCO football game in NIMI this weekend. Mm-hmm. And one of those things is, like, hey, heads up, there's going to be a lot of scouts here. You know, that's what – this quarterback for NIMI is very good. He will play D1 next year. Like that, and you go, he might not have had this opportunity. Now an NIL deal or whatever. Right. That NIL stuff's crazy. And it's changing every week. Every week. Yeah. It'll be evolving throughout this whole process. You need less yeah. money management, or you need less recruiting and, like, more money management. Sure. Yeah, you need, you need the idea that, like, you sit down with a kid and you say, hey, according to the people who rank it, you know, and you can throw out examples that don't apply, Brock Purdy, whatever, Denver got scouted, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But you say, hey, you are, and I put them in tiers, right? If I'm a recruiter, I'd put them in tiers. I wouldn't say you're the best quarterback in the country, but what I'd say is you're in the top tier of quarterbacks. And we believe that top-tier quarterbacks are going to receive this value from Big Five, and you're not going to get to start, you're not going to do these things. Or you're going to receive this value from other five, and you're going to get a lot of playing time to do a thing. Do you want to fall into this value tier? Because we'll just we'll find the money. We got you. You know, and that's the end of it. Like, does that person work for the university? I doubt it. You know, it's an NIL thing. But I think that's the future of it, and that's how it works, I think. Yeah, I'm completely on board. Like, again, why not us? Why not UNM? Why can't we use this experience with NIL and the future of college athletics to keep building? It's got – it's oh, man. I, I, whoever figures it out first is going to have the advantage over everyone. Sure. That And put as much effort as you can put into figuring it out. Everyone. UNM, New Mexico State, whoever. Just Anyone not Deion Sanders. Who's next? <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> yeah. Whenever we come back, we're going to continue the reaction on Monday Night Football last night as we didn't super jump into it in the opener. Uh, It was a bad game. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Write that, Steve? <laughs> did Brandon Ortega write that? Yeah, did Brandon Ortega make that? <laughs> Just back, way back. What is that from? 
That was the jingle for the Dukes. Well, I recognize that, but from like from when? I did it because you're at the 80s. Duke store. The 80s? Yeah. You're not that's, familiar that's, with that's, Leonard Cohen? Yeah, that's Leonard Cohen? Yes. What? Famed singer-songwriter. Yeah. Multiple Grammy Award, Leonard Cohen. Linda Cohen's dad? <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That's how we're doing back-to-back songs? We're doing this? This song is from the Cohen brothers. Nice. Hey, Marie, is it true that the friend of the show Highline, the Sports Animal Highline, 505-246, has a collar on it? Yes. Is it true that it's friend of the show Lenny? Yes. Well, well, well. Welcome to the program, friend of the show Lenny. Okay, so before we talk about last night's game, since I could only call in once this week. What? Why? I bet so- Oh, I thought that's the rule. You can only call in once a week. No, we just can't take calls Not on, on short days. days. Not on yeah, short days. We, we got a full program on, today. On short days, I understand when you have 19 people in the studio yesterday, it looked like yeah. the Ottoman family. Yeah, well, it's it's like accurate. That. It's a little Brady Bunch. You know, you know, I'm the King family, if you could, you know, that's how much I'm dating myself. But let's just go really quick with the Lobos. I want to see all the players do good in school. Was if they don't, they're only defeating the purpose of a scholarship. Yep. So I'm never going to make fun of the student athlete from that part. But as a football team, I'm going to bet against them every game until I'm proven otherwise. Did they beat Is the spread last week? To do? <laughs> I, I, I have a core value. Yeah, I can. I have a core value where I can't root against a a student athlete on any degree. Like I don't put okay, well, I'm on from New York football. where yeah. we can root against our own team and then we can throw them <laughs> under the bus two games later if they think. That's New York mentality. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I do get it. It's in my core where so, I only want every kid to succeed. And you got to remember one thing. In New York, we didn't have a college football team to root for. So I ended up rooting for Notre Dame. And for basketball, it was St. John's. St. John's a good pick. What about Syracuse? St. John's was the team back then in the 70s and 80s. Kelly Chapuka, Chris Mellon, all those guys. Mark Jackson. I am for real. You know, but let's get into last night's game. Yep. And I'll leave the Lobos alone to the end of the week. Someone needs to tell Jordan Love he's not Superman and he doesn't need to try to throw the ball 95 yards to accomplish a play. Because he has a rocket for an arm, but he's not using his football IQ. Part of this, I can blame on Aaron Rodgers. Now, let me, blame, let me say this. He sat on the bench for three years. Aaron Rodgers did nothing with him for those three years. He really didn't mentor him. He didn't do anything. And this is showing the effects of just sitting there being stagnant for those three years. I mean, in Jordan Love's defense, in. in Jordan Love's defense, a couple of those bombs were completed, but they just so happened to be wearing silver and black. That's a good point. Yeah, right. Well, on one series, he went like two of six and throws over a certain amount of yards, but the other four was in the set in the completions to interceptions, like you said, and then of course nobody. Wanted a box, Crosby. It's like you get him, you get him. Somebody had to block him. He How was a one-man the, wrecking crew last night. 
Yeah, wearing the rid- most ridiculous face mask in the history of sports you equipment. You were so mad about that mask. He looks night. so dumb. I know. But <laughs> you, can look du- if you're, you can look dumb when you're playing like that, and is Fair. anyone going to complain? Yeah. I mean, last night, what didn't we have for 14 times last night? We didn't have any Taylor uh, Swift promo. Oh, I do miss her. And shooting over to a luxury box. What they should have done yesterday was shown the photo of the Vegas night player with the Stanley Cup in a shopping cart at a supermarket wheeling it around the store. I hate hockey players so much. (laughs) Some of them seem all right. I mean, only, only in hockey. But That's so weird. Somebody told me uh, hockey so, started again. Is that who's, true? Who's, <laughs> I don't think it I mean, and started time, but if you're <laughs> going to be a Raider fan, when do you pull the plug on Garoppolo? Already. Okay. I mean, he won. Or when do you pull? Or I, I, okay, can you win and still look bad? Well, it happened last night, but neither of those teams were trying to win. I know. It was by attrition. Somebody had to do it. At the end of the game, the Raiders are kicking field goals for no reason. And you're like, what are you doing? It's fourth and two. Like, just, like, seal the deal on this thing, you losers. Okay. Well, Josh McDaniel is just a step above Brandon Staley when it comes to coaching. Probably. But... At a certain point, Mark Davis is going to have to sit down and not worry about signing Tom Brady or giving him that 10% deal that the league's not going to approve and decide what he wants to do with the future of the team. Because even though it's a cash cow he has being printed over there, don't mistake it for the Cowboys' cash cow. You start losing there, people may not show up in Vegas. They got better things to spend their money on. Uh, I think well, the always, visiting teams yeah. show up in droves in Vegas. <laughs> That's the one you're always yeah. going to have. Oh, yeah but, you... then, yeah, but then that'll be like the Chargers were in the early 2000s when I was there, and every Charger home game looked like an away game to them. Vinny, or Vinny, Lenny, we're at the break. we got to disappear from you. But the takeaway is this. Always root for a student athlete. That's the bottom line. Like, here? Where you live? Everywhere. Yeah. You want your student-athletes to do well. And also, like, the jump from high school to Division One athlete is the biggest jump ever. It's not going to be made perfect by everyone. Period. And some of the guys that come here and we get really excited about them, they do really well, you know what they do? They go in the transfer portal. And they go somewhere else to play. And I'm not even going to root against them then. You know, if they think that's what's best for them, I'm still rooting for them as people. Because you never know down the road. You never know. And, like, and the last thing you want to happen is for there to be an opportunity professionally or personally or whatever for an individual to come back to your community and be a contributor, but they choose not to. And that's not because they're mad that they left. It's because they're upset that you're mad. Like, figure it out. Alex Bregman is literally up to bat right now, playing in the playoffs for the World Series champion Houston Astros. They suck. He left and went to LSU. A guy you see around town all the time, A.J. Bramlett, mm-hmm. went to Arizona, won a ship. A lot of success coming from here, going other places. I think Eddie's going to set up the bones to start keeping all these guys. That would be sweet. Go regional, then go national. 
then go world. Recruit that way. If you recruit those that way, I'm a fan of the way you recruit. Sure. We'll step away when we come back. We'll wrap up the first hour. Continuing our Jordan Love Sucks talk. Also, Monday Night Football recapper live at the Albuquerque Duke store. Come hang out with your boys. And by hang out, I mean buy something off the shelf, all right? We've got a bunch of things here. What do you got? New ringer tees? That's what you said? Those are sweet. Tuman on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Isn't it crazy that there's only like five good quarterbacks? That's like super weird, right? And there's getting less and less all the time. Well, except for Brock Purdy. He's now one of them. So he's, he's officially there. Brock Purdy is at the top of the second tier. No, no, he's in the first tier. Nah, he's not. I, I'm telling you, I nah, watched him. I saw it with my own no, eyes. No, 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 no. And I'm almost willing to take the guy from Cincinnati out of the top tier. Well, he's just injured. He's he still injured. super good. He represented last week. Jordan Love, at the beginning of the year, I thought, okay, this guy's trying to get into, he's trying to tear jump. He was your favorite player. He was my favorite player. Yeah, you bought a jersey. I, well, I, I'm going to tell you this. They put it on back order because that, so many people were excited, uh, and then I canceled it. That bandwagon, yeah. I canceled it before, so I got a refund on my PayPal. I was temporarily on that bandwagon. That was hard to watch. Jordan Love is not the I'm, guy. I was a Packers fan in a Packers bar. Surrounded by lovely, passionate Packers fans, Are you about Howie Sports and page? had to watch that stink show. That was it hurt me deep to my core to have to watch somebody play that bad. Who was recently playing fantastic? Christian Watson didn't even try. I think he tried really hard, but the problem is the balls that Jordan Love threw him were nowhere close. How do you, if you're running a team, guys, see Paul Masano joining us again? How do you, if you're running a team, not tell your team that Aaron Jones isn't playing until five minutes before the game? Because they, they couldn't send a text to their players because their fingers were crossed so hard. Ho- hoping that he would play. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's not like Christian Watson can friggin' Super Mario Brothers double jump and just <laughs> grab something from midair. The balls were nowhere close to him all game. It was sad. And to the Raiders of all teams. Just a giant dumpster fire. Jared Goff is the best quarterback in that division, and that makes that a terrible division. You're not wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong. And Justin Fields has had two good games in a row, and people are like, he's back. He's not. You mean for Chicago? For Mm -hmm. Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Those two games were for Chicago. Yes, Steve, you've got one bet right all season long. Correct. I'm just reminiscent about that. (laughs) My mind. Steve Steve didn't even turn in his bet slip. He just framed it on his wall. <laughs> you know who's ranked as the number one quarterback with all these rankings and stats and lists? Brock Purdy. No, it's Josh Allen. Yeah, maybe. Who is very good. Yeah. Then Tua. Sure. Then it's Patrick. Is the guy. Mahomes. Then they have yeah. Lamar Jackson and no. then J- um mm. Jalen Hurts. I don't agree with Lamar Jackson that up no, that high. Take take him out, but per, Brock Purdy in. They have Brock Purdy at seven. Yeah, that's about right uh, for me. Yeah, they have Dak he, Prescott at eight. I was like, okay, you need to put Jared Goff before him. Well, I also know. Yeah, that ranking is done by the 
Fort I was comparing Telegram. all the lists of all the top media, all the top media, and just funny because they're all pretty similar. That the media is kind of wild in that way because they're all. And by the way, cowardly is the media. Like, soft, super soft, super soft. Like the media is like we all. The reason we love Tom Brady is because we haven't had to work the last twenty years. To put a bow on that Packers Raiders <laughs> game, good for Devontae Adams. They have Russell. I, Russell I Wilson. Love, he hasn't sucked the last two weeks. I know, before losing. Trevor Lawrence, though. Trevor Lawrence beat the number one quarterback and didn't even get, like, a bump? Dang. No. The disrespect. Van catches us up on the Major League Baseball playoffs whenever we get back. Uh, it's what? <laughs> what? what? She's sitting there watching her twins lose to my Astros. That's why she's booing. We're live at the Duke store. Come buy something, 10% off. You do have some cool stuff going right now. A bunch of those Mike Piazza jerseys are still here. Hey, it's hoodie season, baby. Come oh, get a Duke's oh, hoodie. Leave with a hoodie. There will be a cold right front tomorrow. Yep. I just I, got sporn in. Do you have more of those Duke's United mashup hoodies? Yes. With the left chest? Yeah. Right, there. right there. Looking good. All right, that's all I'm trying to get because they got that big United game this weekend. That's right. Friday. Got to win in to get in. When to get in. And then I think they have to get help on the other end. Correct. Yeah, we got to figure it all out. Actually. Better make the playoffs. That's how I'm seeing it. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. D. Sports Animal.